today i am going to go deeper into the lessons of this week welcome to bible study the most impactful verse from this study lesson came from exodus chapter 14 verse 13 when i read that and i think it was a day that i was just beyond (laughs) what was going on and i was having to try to maintain my focus and god directed me to do an extra study lesson because I, I try to go day by day but this day I did like two or three in this one part of the lesson this scripture and it says the King James Version reads Exodus chapter 14 verse 13 and Moses said unto the people fear ye not stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show to you today for the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again, no more forever. That told, talked to me and said, be still right where you are. Don't try to change the circumstance. Don't try to change the situation. Don't try to change the people, a part of it. Don't try to change where you are and watch me. The, the same thing God has been talking to me about. Just watch. Just observe. It was like for these past couple of few weeks. God is saying amidst all of this. All of these things. All of the feelings. All of the treatment. All the, the way you your choices. All of these things watch me because you're not going to see this again that spoke to me that spoke to me because it's like where where's your faith where's your awe of me i need you to hold on to this faith and i want you to be in awe of the work that i do that's god talking to me that's god talking to you as well be in awe of his his masterful workings it's easy to say oh everything is good or everything it'll be all right it's so easy to say these things but it's another thing when you're in it being spoken to and you're faced with these things that are challenging your faith so god says your faith is here In this situation, watch me. In Exodus uh, 14 and 11, God said, weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? They were talking to God. This is when they were, he was, of course, we know the book of Exodus, bringing them out of, you know, captivity in Egypt and setting them free. But thinking about them getting to that sea, and then them saying, oh my gosh, um, look at this. 
God is like, no, hold on. I got this. And I feel like I'm right there. I feel like I'm standing in front of the Red Sea. Knowing I have to get to that other side or knowing I will be going to that other side. I just don't know how. To me, it's like, oh, I can't swim the length of this. You know, if I try to just jump in and start swimming, I'll drown. I'll get eaten up. So God was basically telling me because I felt like I was in an ocean uh, the early part of the week. I felt like I was suffocating. I felt like I, I could not catch my breath. And basically, and to be short about it, God was like, you're doing too much. Calm down. Here, here's a hug. Calm down. Let me work. Watch me work. Not let me work, but watch me work. You got to see this. As they say, you have to see this to believe it. God is telling you to believe it. He's telling me to believe it now. Because you're going to see it. But I want you to believe it and know that I got this. And that's really what I need. Because I want all of it. I want to see all the works of God. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. So let me go through a rundown. Day one talked about. I believe or I believe. Are you making a statement or asking a question? Do you believe in God? Most people would be like, yes, of course. But the way that we operate, it says a lot about our beliefs and our faith. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands, take heed, lest he fall. So if you're think, thinking you're an upstanding individual, did you take everything into consideration? There were a few question, questions posed in this lesson plan for day one. What is it in your life that you don't want God to see? Do you really want God's opinion about certain areas of life? Because he already knows what he's doing. That what you're doing isn't right. And is there anything you haven't shared with God? Because you don't think it's very important to him. Those are some questions that were posed in that first day. Cultivating, allowing God to build this relationship between you and him. John chapter 4 verse 19 says to remember that God loved you first. Even though you may be in a situation that doesn't seem loving and circumstances are harsh. Know that God loves you and God loved you first. He shaped you. He formed you. You are a miracle. As we went into day two, a question was asked, are you under stress? And when I saw that title, I just rolled my eyes and sat back. I'm like, okay, let me prepare myself. <laughs> but when you have so many things over you, over your head, it is. it does seem like a task. Just to just to worship and to have faith and to trust in God's plan. 
But that's our way. That's man's way. But to know that we can and to know that we do and to hold on to the fact that he's ready to take all of that stress away. Psalms 31, 15 says, my times are in your hand. God is saying, give them over to me. Walk them over to me. Toss them over. Just give them to me. I remember praying and asking God to just help me to further release the the things that I need to release. This lesson says, don't be afraid to reprioritize your life. I like that. Reprioritize. We put things in perspectives from our perspective anyways. And we think we have to do this task by task. When there's nothing wrong with going in and just shifting some things. Taking some things off. This, This lesson encourages us to slow down. And like I said in the beginning, to be in awe of the wonders of God, of the works of God. Slow down. And God can take that stress from you. God will take that stress from you. Because he he is, day three talks about a king's heart. Your heart's desires. I like to say that the desires of my heart are the desires of God. I love talking about being in alignment. Not only should we be in alignment with those that are close to us, we should be in alignment with God overall. Because in God's alignment, everything else aligns in life. When things don't feel okay, when things seem like they're getting out of order when you're you feel like you've been you're being asked for too much you have to question is this the heart of god for your life ecclesiastes 3:11 says he has also planted eternity in the human heart This is a divine purpose. This is a longing that nothing under the sun can satisfy except for God. God loved you first. And when you're stretched out, stressed out, it's because you're not going after the desires that's that's been planted within your heart, your heart space. You're, 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 you're accomplishing the things that are in other people's heart spaces for you instead of what God has for you, what God has planted in your own heart space. That's what you should be after. What has been planted in your heart space. That's real. God is love. Love is God. Love is real. And it's not that, it's not so much, I would say that 
we have to love God or we love God, but God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. So God born, I don't know if I should say birth, but because he came through Mary, but God gave his son, his son's life, shed Jesus's blood, which was, which is the blood of God, which is the holy sacrifice for you. That's how he took away everything, all of the stress, all of the sin, everything that will try to pull a hold on you to keep you down or back. He took all of that away through that sacrifice and gave you so many promises, promises to enjoy this life. So that's where we should be enjoying this life, not feeling sad, not being hurt, not hurting others, but enjoying this life with one another. So going into your heart, seeing the desires. And if you say, well, what, what should I desire? Desire the things of God. God already told us to live righteous, to worship him with a reverent attitude. I like to add that because that's important to give reverence, not just to worship but to reverently worship him. To reverently worship him. So the entire lesson is talking about faith. It's talking about being hungry, being hungry for the word of God, for the things of God, embracing what you, I'm embracing the sea I'm standing in front of. I have to embrace this journey, this opportunity. Because by doing so, I'm feeding that hunger that I have. I'm feeding, I'm taking in prayer. I'm taking in the word of God. I'm taking in the understanding of God's wisdom that he's sharing. I'm taking in these impossible feats that are are always possible through God. I like a, the part in here where it's access. If we had an opportunity to turn it around today, basically do it. With the opportunity to turn your situation around, do it. Whether you need to turn around and hand something off to God because it's too heavy for you or it's just too, it's not enough for you that you think. Like whatever it is, whatever you can conceptualize. Jeremiah thirty two seventeen says, Lord God, you stretched out your mighty arm and made the sky and the earth. You can do anything. God can do anything. God can take anything and rid of it in his way. A powerful prayer is, if it be your will, God, do it. If it be your will, God, do it. God wants to do these impossible. The impossible for you in your life. 
He wants to do these things for you. He wants you to be a witness to his wondrous working power. He wants you to be a a partaker in these things. He wants to use you as well. He wants you to know that there is power in your faith. Instead of doubting your faith, know that nothing can exceed the limits of your faith. Your faith is unlimited. As you have believed, so let it be done for you. Matthew chapter 8 verse 13. As you have believed, you have to believe this. You have to know that this is done and it is done in the name of Jesus. So let it be done for you. Remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Your faith has no limits. You can believe for what you, whatever it is you have to believe for. Like I said, for me, if it be your will, God, do it. And I believe that it is done in the name of Jesus. And so it is. Because if this is not for me, take the desire. Take the desire. Dissolve this desire within me. Whew. Yes, God, you are big. You are big, God. I exalt your name, Father. The type of faith that God wants us to come out of, to just know that we don't have to be in doubt. We don't have to be in doubt. Being in doubt is a choice. Faith is what comes and ushers us from that position ushers us out into this life where we can actually live <laughs> the final lesson talks about where God is God dwells in the praises of his people Psalms 22, verse 3. God dwells in the praises of his people. The praises of his people. Who are God's people? We are all God's people. God instructs his people to be righteous, live a righteous life. And of course, I'm going back to this. Reverently worship him. How do you worship? You worship through your life. One form of worship that I'm into is prayer. Join me Thursday night, 9 p.m. for prayer. I can, the information will be on the webpage, selfembracelife.com. But this week, we're, I'm going to be talking about, praying about being attentive and being cautious. But Christ. You know, Christ wants to 
take up residence in your hearts. And the way that we do this is through faith. Everything here is faith-based. All of it is faith-based. Being in awe of his works, knowing and believing, confessing. Uh, what is What does my daddy call me and say? Uh, not confessions, but basically affirmations. He don't say affirmations. He says something else, but affirming. All of these things are in, are done in faith. Faith is what increases, up levels, and enlarges you. God wants this for you. And when you want what God wants, you'll want this for yourself. You'll, you'll know that there's nothing better than this. There's nothing better than me being able to have God with me constantly consistently no matter how i mess up no matter how i say i don't want to do that no matter how no matter anything god is still there and god is always saying i got you i got you yeah this is gonna hurt a little bit but i got you this right here might hurt a lot but i got you even if it takes you out i still got you but the weapons may form but they will not prosper guess what i got you i got you god got you so it's it, it, in this lesson it talks about giving god a key to your heart god you created this heart you you got the key don't give me the key don't you know what keep the key <laughs> keep the key anytime there the, the, even the prayer says the shadow of the valley of death whether you're in the dark whether you're in the brightest of lights god is right there no matter what circumstance or situation even though i felt like i could not breathe in the beginning of this week god was there and i'm glad he was there because i was able to talk to him when when there was no one else i could reach out to i talked to god and i let god know God, why are people fooling themselves? Why do we fool ourselves? Why do we say things that we know we don't mean? Because it's popular to say? I thank you for allowing me to be upfront with you and honest about who I am as a human being. Although... You know, we're spiritual. I am a human being in this moment. I can feel, I can cry, I can do all the things. I can feel all of these things. I have my senses intact. So God, I thank you for, for knowing who I am and for allowing me to be me. I don't have to hide behind no scriptures. I don't have to hide within the church walls. I can come to you and say, God, this is how I'm feeling and I don't like it. And I'm still me. I'm still called. I'm still anointed. I'm still chosen. And better yet, I know me. Because that's one thing God is getting, wanting us to get to know. Get to know us. Our people perish because of lack of knowledge. That ain't just book knowledge. You need knowledge of self. 
And who better yet to teach you about you than your maker, than your creator, the lover of who you are. God loves everything about you. The things that people don't like about you, God absolutely adores. He loves it because he knows how to manage it. And he's the perfect one to teach you how to manage it, to teach your your other, your partner, your spouse, your children, your, your, your parents, how to manage who you are. I had a situation with one of my children and oh my gosh, did I flip out? But I went to God. I said, God, you know what? I don't, I don't know how to do this. Or, you know, God said, it's okay. I got you. You do what you can do. You do your portion because all of this wasn't meant to be on you. So you do your portion. I got the rest. I got I got that baby. And I said, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because I would not I would not dare sit in the blame of someone else. Especially for someone else not doing their part. Oh, people, we'd be like, oh, we got the right. And da, da, da. no, no, no. Focus on you, angel. God said, focus on you. Focus on what you can do. Don't worry about what you can't do or don't worry about what is not for you to do. Do what's for you to do and do what you can do. Give me the rest. I got it. I got it. It's easier to hear, but to practice this, that's where I am in. I am in the practice mode. And I thank God for allowing me to be here and be and to practice. Life is a continual practice if you haven't already, you know, concluded that. There's not a, I'm perfect in this area. I've perfected this. Life is a continual practice. We will always be introduced to something new. We will always come across something difficult. We're going to always be faced with things we don't like and don't want and can't stand. But it's in how we manage who we are. With what that is. Who we are. With what that is. So that what we are. Can stand. Strong and be firm. Because we. Are planted. In God's foundation. I've, I've been learning. We don't have to build. A foundation. God is the foundation. Didn't, didn't Jesus say he's the cornerstone. So know that anytime you get in a position where you're weary, you're saddened, you're frustrated, you're just plain out angry, God is also there. He's in there with you. He is in there the exact same position with you. And for that, I'm grateful. For that, I am so honored because he honors me enough to stand in my mess with me, to talk me through it, to walk me through it, to allow me to dump all of my dramas onto him and just live a, and just enjoy my life. No man does that. No man does that. Should we be doing this? Yes, that should be a practice. I guess you know what I'm saying. But how often we get tired of doing that. 
we I'm questioning God, hey, you know, God, um I've done this, but uh maybe I should not have. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. We have to show to others what God has been to us. And that's a practice. That is a practice. Because when you think you got it, lo and behold, or high, high above your head, here's something, here comes something that you never thought you may face. You just, you know, mm-mm. So I've never, I never saw myself in the situation that I'm currently in. Not saying it's a bad situation, but to, to be here, no, absolutely not. And so now that I'm here and I'm figuring my way of how could it have gone this long and how could, you know, we be this this way and how can all of this. And now I'm sitting here like, OK, but God, you're here with me and you are taking me through this. You are showing me how to get through this. Even though I I pull against you sometimes, and God, I, I know I should not do that. I have to get myself together and align myself, and to apologize, and to con- to forgive again and forgive again, and even I mean forgiving myself, so that I can get to the position of where I am right now. I'm standing in front of the sea, the Red Sea. I'm standing here. Not knowing what to do, not knowing if should I turn around, God? Like, should I just turn around or should I just pitch a camp here? God says, be still and watch me. Just watch me. I got this. You don't need to know how. Yeah, I had Moses to part this, but I'm going to show you something different. That's how, that's how I'm feeling. I'm going to show you something different. And God, I trust you. And I say that for everyone under the sound of my voice. God, we trust you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for dwelling in our hearts. Thank you for allowing us to understand beyond our own understanding God thank you for the wisdom that you pour within us thank you for showing us how much you love us God thank you for being love for us thank you for just coming in and renewing our hearts God transforming our situations God thank you for showing your mighty hand being glory Thank you for the transformations that are taking place from within us, God, that you will you will make an example of in our walking lives. God, we ask that you allow us to be people who bring a spark of light, encouragement, positive thinking. And that touch of love to others. This we pray, God. We thank you for being our home, God. 
We thank you for allowing us to dwell in your presence. And we thank you for seeing us in such greatness. Thank you for cleaning up our messes, God. Thank you for allowing us to the know-how to continue on. Thank you for allowing us to be able to come to you at every opportunity we are faced with. You guide us through step by step, day by day, moment by moment, word by word, God, when we don't know the words. And God, when you tell us to shh, be quiet, don't say nothing. Thank you for keeping us still. Maybe that's just me. (laughs) Thank you. For showing us the things that we, we we don't necessarily see. The things that we miss out on God. There are some things that we aren't seeing. God, I ask that you reveal what needs to be seen. And, 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 and appropriately time the moments that we are we're coming up upon. But thank you for being our master creator. Thank you for working with us, God, because not only do you have us to clean up our messes, God, you help us clean up these messes. You direct us. You send us the tools that are required for this process. God, you are a great rewarder. And we thank you. We trust you. We put our full faith you said all we need was a grain of mustard seed. That's how much faith we need. God, I thank you. Because over the years, I've had many mustard seeds. And my faith is in you. My trust is in you. I trust you, God, with my eyes closed to lead me the way that you would have me to go. I pray for my brothers and sisters here and everywhere. I thank you for laying your hand upon us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And it is so. And before you go, visit Self Embrace Academy at selfembracelife.com where there are so many more messages to share with you. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay healing.